the All Business and Financial Radio Network, Voice America Business. Good morning, and thank you for joining host Cheryl Esposito for an intriguing hour of Leading Conversations. Each week, Cheryl brings together big thinkers to the Voice America Business Channel. Now here's your host, Cheryl Esposito. And good morning, everyone, and welcome to Leading Conversations today. This is Cheryl Esposito. Today we have a very special guest, Louisa Tish. Louisa Tish is a writer and an extraordinary storyteller. She's internationally known for her performances of African, Caribbean, and African-American folklore and feminist myth. I had the privilege of meeting Tish in Bali. We had to go all the way around the world to meet each other, even though I'm in San Francisco and she's in Oakland. Good morning, Tish. How are you? Good morning, baby. I'm doing fine. The sun is shining outside, and that always makes me happy. I totally understand that. <laughs> it's wonderful. <laughs> And um, you have authored several books. Um, one of them is called Jump Up, Good Times Throughout the Season with Celebrations from Around the World. And another one is called Carnival of the Spirit. Um, and you have several more that we can talk about throughout the hour. Um, now, let's just jump in. And by the way, just for our listeners, yes, your name is Louisa Tish, but everybody calls you Tish, right? Yes, Tish is much better because um, if I give people my whole name, I end up being called Letitia. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I just don't feel like a Letitia, you you know? Yeah, I totally get that. You don't seem like a Letitia. (laughs) Tish is great. So, Tish, why don't you open up for us this morning? Okay, the wind blows leaves across the parking lot as women, children, and men enter the meeting room downstairs, the theater upstairs, or the lobby on the ground floor of the building, anywhere we happen to be, anytime. They're smudged at the door, meet and greet each other, receive stones, candles, and flowers then seat themselves on pillows, chairs, and parental laps. The chit-chat stops as the primal heartbeat of humanity, the African drum, calls the village together. We sing ourselves into community. Caressed by the undulating beat, we sway and swoon in our seats until the drum fades and the house lights go out. Out of the warm, dark silence comes the sound of the shofar, blown by a towering figure of a woman, a daughter of the Shekinah. Her horn announces, let the ritual begin. A black Muslim sister, wrapped in her choice of veils, recites a prayer for peace. We're transported to the tower overlooking the rising sun. A manila-colored woman from the Philippines recites a prayer in Tagalog on behalf of the hungry, the homeless, and the disabled. Lava flows and sizzles as Madame Pele dances across the floor to an ancient Hawaiian chant. The scent of her flowers, the flow of her hair and her skirt leaves us breathless on an imaginary beach 
basking in the noonday sun. Dressed in beads and feathers, a black Native American elder calls the thunderbird, the wolf, and the salmon, as our people did long before Columbus came and the buffalo went. The ancestors are called to the circle in perfect Utica by a priestess of Mayan descent. Every fall, Ileo Rumilao Shum, the house of destiny and love, conducts an event called the Festival of the Bones. This year, the Festival of the Bones is being held November 3rd, tomorrow night, in Emeryville, California. That's the opening. It's called Kindred Spirits, and it gives you an idea of how we jump up and celebrate the seasons now in the fall. The Festival of the Bones is a time when we promote peace by recognizing the contributions of all the spiritual cultures in the world. And it's absolutely, probably uh, my first favorite uh, festival of the year. When the wind is blowing and, and the slow cooker is, is turned on constantly and people are throwing their multicolored scarves around their necks, it's really a wonderful time for for us to harvest the gifts we've inherited. Mm-hmm. That's lovely. <laughs> and we're doing it tomorrow night. Oh, how fantastic. And it's everybody's invited, yes? Everybody, yes, everybody's invited. We're, we're going to hold it in the, um, the Bessler Building, which is on the corner of... Uh, 40th and Harlan Street in Emeryville. Mm. We're right across from um, from the big mall and the new uh, condos over there. This is our 12th annual, 12th annual Festival of the Bones. And one of the things I love about it is that as the uh, as the artistic director of it, you know, I create a format right. that is a basic skeleton, mm-hmm. basically the bones mm-hmm. of it. Mm-hmm. But how it actually turns out uh, depends on uh, who's in the audience okay. because I call for people to come up and honor um, honor people who have crossed over. Uh, that they want to be recognized. We we put leaves on the tree of life mm. to celebrate the lives of of people who've contributed to us. And most wonderfully, uh, when you come through the door, you receive a stone and a and a leaf. Okay, and you write the person's name on on the leaf so that you can pin it onto the tree of life. Mm-hmm. But the stones um, that are where your prayers are put in them and put on the altar, I have used the same basket of stones for 12 years. Oh, boy. For 12 years. And so when, every time I touch them, it brings up all the memories of all the wonderful people mm-hmm. who have come to the, uh, to the ceremony over the years. Well, this is wonderful. I know you've called this um, entire gathering um, one of the ways that you do work for global kinship 
and yes. peace. And you know, I, I think that boy, if we could do this in you know many places in the world, wouldn't people have a better sense of how connected we all are? Mm-hmm. And you know, you talk about um, how we are ancestors of the future, and I, I'd like to talk a little bit about how that came to being in you. Mm-hmm. You, know, you grew up in New Orleans, and yeah. um, can you talk a little bit about your growing up years and how that influenced who you've become in the world? <laughs> you know, uh, in my first book, Jambalaya, I actually had to write four chapters of memoir to really, to really get that across, so... What I say now will be like uh, licking an iceberg, but I grew up, I was blessed to grow up uh, in a situation where even though I was in the segregated South, uh, which had its uh, disappointments and terrors, you know, for those of you who uh, are too young, perhaps, to remember the Civil Rights Movement, uh, we had Jim Crow law that made it impossible for people to have any kind of kinship based on uh, race and class, you know. And so I had experiences like being shot at while standing on the highway uh, trying to catch a bus to go to school or being turned away from the local church because it was... Uh, it was segregated. And at the same time, you know, I have this wonderful mother who is uh, both black and Native American and who had worked um, as a maid and a cook in various ethnic um, homes. And she uh, unwittingly, perhaps, brought uh, a lot of traditions home. For example, you know, in my, <laughs> this always tickles me, in my house, the only time we were allowed to, to drink wine was at Christmas, okay? Mm-hmm. And the wine that my mother would buy and the only one that she would let in the house was uh, Morgan David or Manischewitz, you know, and I found out later that these are Jewish kosher wine, right? You know, and um, and she had so she had worked for people in the Jewish traditions and uh, Italians and uh, people from the Caribbean, and had picked up all of these things plus. Uh, the things that we inherited from her father, who was from uh, Haiti, and her, and her mother, who was descended from Native Americans. So I grew up in a household where my mama did things that, um, that June Cleaver didn't do on television. You know, the women on television weren't doing these things. I don't think many people were doing those things. (laughs) I don't think so. I think uh, some some unattainable ideal was being projected to us um, on, you know, on that screen. But seeing that my mama was different, I started asking her and her friends, because her circle of women did interesting things, you know. Well, we're going to hear more about this circle of women when we come right back. 
All we talk about is money. Call us toll-free, 866-472-5790, and talk to the experts. We talk money all the time. Voice America Business. Leadership is not static. It evolves as you do. At Alexa Consulting, we work with CEOs, senior leaders, and leaders in transition who want to make a difference. Leaders who believe that good business is good for people, good for the world, and knows that conscious actions can have global impact. Are you ready to take your leadership to the next level? If you are, then visit our website at www.alexaconsulting.com. That's www.alexaconsulting.com. Alexa Consulting, developing leaders worldwide. More and more business people recognize the importance of spirituality in their work. How do busy professionals discover what rings true to them? Embracing the journey with Karen Humphrey Salad explores what it means to be spiritually fulfilled in business and how to integrate spiritual direction into a career. Expert guests, authors, and inspiring speakers join Karen every week to discuss such issues as honesty, compassion, generosity, ethics, and integrity in the workplace. Take a positive step forward to greater life balance. Tune into Embracing the Journey with Karen Humphrey Salad, broadcasting every Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel, the bottom line in business talk. Money, money, up-to-date business and financial news. Money, money, call now and get the financial information you need. 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. Voice America Business. We appreciate you joining our leading conversations today. If you would like to participate in today's conversation, please call us now at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Now back to your host, Cheryl. We're back with Louisa Keish. And Keish, you were talking to us about the segregated South where you grew up and in New Orleans and how you learned so much from the women of the community. And you were talking about the circle of women. Could you talk more about that? Oh, yes. Uh, that circle of women are due to become characters in future fiction novels. Uh, there was this group of women who were my mother's uh, social and spiritual circle. And, you know, they they behave very differently from the women on television, I saw them get together and interpret each other's dreams. I saw them make rain. They did gardening together. And, and you know, and they had all kinds of things that they did. And I would always ask them, why do you all do that? You know, how do you all know that? So on and so forth. You know, I'm getting to be adolescent now. Yeah. And their answer always was, well, that's what the old folks say, okay? <laughs> and so I'd go ask Mama Ludie, who was older than my mama, and she'd say, that's what the old folks say. So I started asking, well, who are these old folks? Who are they talking about when they say these old folks? And this is the power of invocation because if you sincerely ask a question enough times, okay, what begins to happen is that you get on a path to the answer, okay? So I started looking at what is New Orleans 
culture composed of? Hmm. And asking that question led me to looking at Caribbean culture, which led me to looking at African culture. And once I landed, uh, so to speak, in Africa and realized that there was an entire continent of culture that had contributed to who I am and what I know, I then asked the question, well, what is the relationship between my people and all the rest of the world. And again, you know, I was put in a position, uh, by that time I was dancing with, uh, Catherine Dunham, and, um, I was put in a position to meet people from all over the world, from Africa, from India, from the Caribbean, from South America, and found out that there are such common chords in human culture I realized that I'd been fortunate enough to inherit culture from a whole world, okay? Mm-hmm. And it's that perspective, it's that, that realization that shaped my consciousness. Now, clearly, my ancestors knew what they were doing because here I am now, an adult, living at a time when our world is severely threatened, Mm. severely threatened. Mm -hmm. And so I am very clear, and I like to make clear to everybody else that the big and only true agenda that we have at this time is saving ourselves and this beautiful planet that we live in. You see, I think of the earth as a house that we live in. Beautiful. You know, and we got some housekeeping to do, (laughs) (laughs) you know, and we got to take care of the people who live in the house. Mm -hmm. And I think for human beings, there's been enough proof that one of the most healing uh, properties we have is the ability to generate joy in the face of suffering. Mm. You see, as long as we still have enough heart that we can sing, that we can dance, that we can appreciate mm. the flowers, that we can cook something that smells and tastes wonderful, you know, as long as we can do that, we are capable of healing ourselves and healing the planet. When we lose, when we lose that, then we we have nothing. Well, and it seems that many people have lost their way. Yes. Yeah, and um, you know, I, as I listen to you talk about what makes life rich, I hear you talking about almost like the aesthetic of life. Absolutely. Yeah, and Absolutely. I know that um, you you are such a powerful storyteller. And the way you share story, um, you do it through chant, you do it through myth, you do it through um, almost like a parable kind of a, mm-hmm. of a storytelling style. And when I've heard you tell story, I am enchanted. I am completely mesmerized. You take me wherever it is the story is coming from. <laughs> and it's so amazing because, you know, we don't have that experience of life very often. And when you said earlier that 
in the festival, you sing yourself into community. Mm-hmm. And I think about what that means when the voices come together mm-hmm. and there's that harmony that you can't help but feel connected to another person and how we are literally um, cutting that out of schools, out of education. Oh, God. Uh, oh, please. You know, please. It's, it's crazy. And it's, yet, it's crazy. You know, and so are we, do we have any um, question about why we've ended up where we've ended up on this planet? You know, because we seem to be um, not paying attention to the aesthetic. And what would you say to that? Well, you know, the thing uh, I really want to say is uh, not having access to the arts is very dehumanizing. Mm. It is dangerous, mm. you know. One of the reasons I encourage people to sing with me all the time is because, number one, babies are born, they come out singing. <laughs> you know, they come out singing, mm. googling and gurgling mm-hmm. and making uh, this joyous noise. Mm. And then we get trained into shutting up mm or, uh, you know, our quality of sound gets devalued. Right. But to me, you know, there's there's uh, the, the, the professional who sings and nothing is taken away from the work and everything that those people do. But there's also a thing called the heart song where you sing in the bathtub, you sing at the clothesline, you sing because uh, there is joy in your heart and it's all about our participation in the symphony of nature. The mm-hmm. birds sing. The water sings. The wind whistles. When stones fall, there's a rhythm. Unfortunately, we've done so much mechanical stuff that the screeching of tires is heard mm-hmm. above the voice of the water. But when we do these festivals, you know, my first intention is for, we usually start with uh, a makeshift orchestra where people have small instruments mm-hmm. and just make sounds mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. And that's followed by a grounding visualization where we get in touch on a cellular level with the reality that we are here on the planet together with power. And then we sing ourselves into village so that now, no matter, you know, where you're going to go, where you were before you came, and where you're going to go when you leave, right now during this ritual, you can feel your kinship to other people, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And over the years, some wonderful things... um have come out of that some wonderful uh, relationships and maybe things that would not have uh, happened uh, otherwise. For example, uh, the sister, the Hawaiian sister Leilani, who does hula uh, for us, uh-huh. teaches us so much about Hawaiian spirituality mm-hmm. that we did not know about. Uh, before that now she and I are co-authoring a book on uh, the the gifts of our culture. Oh, great. Oh, I'm so excited about that. Oh, that's great. I am because, you know, the, 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 their folklore, the folklore of the Hawaiians is just fantastic, it you is. know. It it's fantastic. Is. 
Now, you know, um, the it seems that some cultures are much better at reaching back and pulling forward um, cultural traditions mm-hmm. and connections and that sense of community. Why do you think that is? Well, you know, when I'm, I, I often teach the elements of ritual in various schools, and there's, there's two things that we have to look at. We have to look at the fact that there's certain things called universal principles, you know. Mm. All people birth their children, okay. So the symbol of a woman holding a child, we may call it by different names, but we all know what that is and it evokes mm. a certain thing. And then there's, uh, there's the unique story that comes out of every culture. In my opinion, one of the things that Western culture is suffering from is post-traumatic stress behind the Inquisition, okay? Mm. You know, a lot of the elders of Western culture, the people who held the folklore, who held the medicine, etc., mm-hmm. were, uh, were destroyed in that. That's a time when that fear of the erotic and that fear of the spiritual came with explorers to other cultures that were practicing it and put a foot down on it. But the thing about it is because it is universal, it's only pressed down in our consciousness. It's energy that's not destroyed. So what I've found is that once I give people a safe environment, a welcoming environment for it, you know, the ancient memory returns. The ancient memory returns, and as I said before, when you invoke to know and are open to a, not ear, a rational ways of knowing, mm. okay, then you receive information in dreams. Then the plants talk to you about what's going on. Then what you think, you know, you you get the idea to go to the left instead of the right today and discover something that reconnects you to your roots and helps you to understand where you're going in the future. I see it happen all the time. That's inspiring. You know, um, there is so much that uh, we could be teaching our kids. It seems that in a lot of ways what you're saying is that because it is only pressed down and not gone, that what shows up as intuition could be connected to that. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So if we can nurture the intuition, then we, have um, to. Then we could make things very different. We well, have to. We have to. more to talk about. We'll be right back. Okay. Talk about his money. Call us toll free, 866 472 5790, and talk to the experts. We talk money all the time. Voice America Business. 
Leadership is not static. It evolves as you do. At Alexa Consulting, we work with CEOs, senior leaders, and leaders in transition who want to make a difference. Leaders who believe that good business is good for people, good for the world, and knows that conscious actions can have global impact. Are you ready to take your leadership to the next level? If you are, then visit our website at www.alexaconsulting.com. That's www.alexasaconsulting.com. Alexa Consulting, developing leaders worldwide. Hey, Dad. What? I can't get the petrol bottle open. Here, let me try. Here you go. Thanks. You don't have to be a hero to be a hero. When you adopt a child from foster care, just being there makes all the difference. To learn more, call 1-888-200-4005. A public service announcement brought to you by Adopt US Kids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. The economy and financial markets continue to expand in both their size and complexity. But being able to anticipate changes in the markets for housing, jobs, and financial assets remains a crucial ingredient to our financial well-being. On the economy and the markets, with economist, investment strategist, portfolio manager, and host, Doug Cliggett, utilizes his 25 years of experience with that of his highly informed guests to provide clear, reasoned explanations of current events. To navigate the markets that influence our lives every day of the week, tune into The Economy and the Market. With Doug Cliggett, broadcasting each Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. The economy and the markets. Clear thoughts in a complex world. Stocks, bonds, 401ks, investments, refinancing. We can help you. Call now toll free. 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. Voice America Business. We appreciate you joining our leading conversations today. If you would like to participate in today's conversation, please call us now at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Now back to your host, Cheryl. Speaking today with Louisa Tish. Tish is an amazing storyteller who I actually met in Bali um, when I was there this summer. Um for the Bali Institute Conference on Global Leadership and Global Activism. It was a powerful conference, and I, I experienced you, Tish, um, in many different ways, um, just like you had described a few minutes ago, um, gathering people together and creating um, the makeshift orchestra, and, and there were hundreds of us dancing. And it was wonderful. Yeah. And I also heard you um, do some chanting, and I heard you do some incredible um, bringing the group together with your voice. Mm-hmm. And could you... Is there any, could you do one for us? Could you? Oh my share? goodness, it's just a question of which one you want. You know, there's, there's the welcome song, Calling Ourselves into Village. The one I did in Bali is the one that we do when you want to come back home. Mm-hmm. And there's a very beautiful one that's apropos for, for this season. Um, especially because this is uh, autumn. You know, this is the time when we celebrate the ancestors and the veil between the worlds is thin. We say mm-hmm. those who are on the other side can hear us, mm-hmm. 
very, very clearly at this time. So I think the most appropriate one might be um, this song that we do to elevate the spirit of the ancestors. And we always give credit to where it is due. So I learned this from a woman named Iya Odunfonda of Oyotunji Village. And the song basically is saying uh, love and respect to those who know the secret of featherless flight. And uh, it asks that they be received with honor. In the land of the ancestors. Now, if if you're gonna sing along with me, uh, audience. Oh no, we'll listen. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want it to lose its power. You, I'll just listen, and you can use your beautiful voice to share with us. <laughs> okay. Um, you know, I'm always trying to get people to sing. That's the thing you should be know is if you I come know. to the festival of the bones, you'll you'll sing. It'll be all right. Yes, okay. Will. <laughs> and so it goes like this. Moyuba fe feiku Moyuba fe feiku Moyuba fe feiku Moyuba fe feiku Iku o iku o ente la se yo bae gungung Iku o iku o ente la se yo bae gungung Moyuba fe feiku Moyuba fe feiku Moyuba fe feiku Moyuba fe feiku Baban lao ian lao Ente lao se yaba e gungung Baban lao, ian lao, ente lao, se yoba e gungung. Moyuba, fe feiku, moyuba, fe feiku. Now, you know, it puts me in the mind of the South African story where the creator sends the chameleon down to earth to tell human beings in the beginning of time that they don't have to die, you know. But the chameleon got so impressed with himself, you see, leaping from one leaf and one branch to another, looking at how his colors change. He was so impressed with his ability to change colors that he got distracted playing around. Now, the blue gecko lizard, who is only one color blue, as in giving us the blues, overheard what Creator had said. And when he saw that the gecko was distracted, 
and he saw when Gecko saw that Chameleon was distracted, being impressed with his own colors, the blue Gecko ran ahead of the Chameleon and came and told human beings, "The Creator said you gonna die." <laughs> okay. And after a while, when Chameleon heard this great noise coming from the people, he got to the village and he said, you know, what is all this noise about? And everybody said, well, the blue gecko just told us that Creator said, we're going to die. And Chameleon said, but no, Creator sent me to tell you, you're not going to die. You'll just change from one form into another. And because the people had listened to the blue gecko and because chameleon's uh interpretation came second the body dies but we just change colors mm. <laughs> boy if that isn't a learning that's beautiful that's beautiful i love those tales you know those are great and they're tales like that in every culture. That's what mm-hmm. mythology and folklore has taught me is that there is a a primal, primal human experience that finds expression in um in our folklore, in our music, in our movement, in the way we arrange flowers, in the flavors that we put in our food. And if these things are not being encouraged, then we are just mammals. Hmm. Hmm. I really want people to think about that because, unfortunately, we've created a, a culture of commodity where a person feels like, well, if I, I'm not a painter... Therefore, I can't do anything with color. I'm not a chef. Mm-hmm. Therefore, I can't, you know, get rid of the I can't mm-hmm. and change it to a can I and then do it just for the joy of doing it. Mm-hmm. Do it for the healing of doing it. You know, some years ago in my creativity workshop, uh, I was doing it back east and I had I was subjecting people to writing to dancing to to drawing to you know to doing all kinds of different things and this one woman I call her Mama Rudy Mama Ruti as in routine mm-hmm. kept saying oh this is wonderful but I could never do this at home this is wonderful but I could never do this at home I said well why couldn't you do it at home you know your kids are grown right they're gone and out of the house right uh, will your husband object she said no he ain't paying no attention to me I said well, what, what is the problem why can't you do this right and she said well my home is so well appointed there's nowhere for me to do this. And I saw real clearly a woman who had spent her entire life providing what she called a beautiful, well-appointed home. The kids were gone. The husband was distracted. Her creativity was coming to the front. I told her, I said, look, choose a room. Take all the furniture out. Rip up the carpets, okay? I want you to go get newsprint and butcher paper and finger paints and put paper all over the place and sit on the floor naked with finger paint. And when I told her that, at first she looked at me like I was crazy, right? (laughs) But I insisted that she do it. And then she broke down crying. Uh 
okay, and I wouldn't let up off of her until she promised me that she would do it. You know, we have to we have to liberate ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't it amazing how we don't have we don't give ourselves permission um, that we have all these self limiting beliefs that we have talked ourselves into, and it's got nothing to do with what our intuition would tell us. It's contraintuitive, mm-hmm. actually, mm-hmm. Yeah. you know, because if we look at it this way, we are, you know, we are the creatures. We're the ones who battle our instincts mm-hmm. so much, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And for, as far as I'm concerned, intuition is an extension of the mammalian survival instinct. Mm-hmm. It is an extension of that. You know, we have good sight, but we don't smell so well, you know. Mm. Other animals know what's going on by their strong sense of smell. Right. We need to count on our intuition, what our skin is telling us, what kind of visions show up, what we hear, yeah. you know, being said uh, being said to us. And there's been enough research mm done now for us to know that when a person is um is in a in a balanced place intuition is often more powerful and more correct than rationality because it takes into account everything the seen and the unseen and presents you with a sensation or a picture that tells you what to do. That's the thing about mm-hmm. instinct. It tells you what to do. Don't go here. Do do that. Open right. to this. You see what I'm saying? Yes, yes. You know. I well, used to tell a friend of mine, you got a choice. You can use your intuition to know when somebody's telling you the truth, mm-hmm. or you can carry a lie detector machine around. <laughs> you are a lie detector. <laughs> you are a lie detector. That's right. There's one built in. <laughs> Who needs the machinery? No, you don't pay really. Pay attention. Yeah. Yeah, pay attention, yeah, you know. Yeah, good point. Really good point. Well, we're going to take another break and come back, and maybe you'll do a chant for us, Atish. Oh, sure. All right. But this time you have to sing along. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, we're in trouble now. We'll be right back. <laughs> Talk about his money. Call us toll-free, 866-472-5790, and talk to the experts. We talk money all the time. Voice America Business. Leadership is not static. It evolves as you do. At Alexa Consulting, we work with CEOs, senior leaders, and leaders in transition who want to make a difference. Leaders who believe that good business is good for people, good for the world, and knows that conscious actions can have global impact. Are you ready to take your leadership to the next level? If you are, then visit our website at www.alexaconsulting.com. That's www.alexaconsulting.com. Alexa Consulting, developing leaders worldwide. Why is Pepsi cooler than Coke? Why are iPods so popular? In 2005, how can you launch a successful brand? Want to know? 
Learn about the fascinating and intriguing world of graphic design and branding on Design Matters with Debbie Millman. Every Friday at 12 Pacific Standard Time, Debbie Millman will provide you with a provocative look into the stimulating world of design as it intersects with contemporary culture. Hear what the experts have to say about creating, maintaining, and launching a brand in today's challenging marketplace. Join us every Friday at 12 Pacific Standard Time for Design Matters with Debbie Millman. Right here on the bottom line in business talk, Voice America Business. All we talk about is money. Call us toll free, 866-472-5790 and talk to the experts. We talk money all the time. Voice America Business. We appreciate you joining our leading conversations today. If you would like to participate in today's conversation, please call us now at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Now back to your host, Cheryl. Welcome back, everyone. We're with Louisa Teach today, and Louisa, it was a beautiful, beautiful song you let us you you, you shared with us. Mm-hmm. And um, I was saying during the break that um, it took me right back to Bali because we did do that one in Bali, and to mm-hmm. hear you know the hundreds of voices coming together, um, and you taught the whole group that song in mm-hmm. you know three minutes. That's right. See, that's my point. It's not hard, really. Right, 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 right. It's not hard. Yeah, so it was was beautiful. So thanks for doing that. Mm -hmm. Now, you said that uh, you would be willing to share a chant with us. Yes, and I want to put this one in perspective, you see, because the there's a reason why the celebration of the ancestors occurs in the harvest season, you know. As human beings, there was a time when all we had was the forest, you know, and we went into the forest and we collected seeds and we cultivated foods and we harvested, we harvest what has been developed okay mm-hmm. in the same way as there's such a thing as an heirloom tomato you are an heirloom tomato mm-hmm. in your family line <laughs> you know what i'm saying you know mm-hmm. and so uh we also at this time pay homage to both the forest and to the field and this chant that i'm about to do is a wonderful example of what I was saying earlier about inheriting bits and pieces of culture and going on the search. Way back in like 1973, I learned this chant from a woman from Trinidad. And over the years I have been doing this chant. It wasn't until 2002 that I was in Nigeria with one of my elders, and he took us into this sacred grove, and I started chanting this because this is what we chant when we go in the garden or the forest. And he said, he said, ah, ah, let me take you to the plant that you are singing to. I mean, so, you know what, 30 years later, I get to meet the plant that I've been singing to all this time. It was a a fantastic um, moment for me. Mm -hmm. And so basically this chant says, uh, Osain, who is the deity 
of the plants is envisioned as a man who has one eye, one arm, and one leg, but who can see more, do more, and dance better than the rest of us. And so <laughs> the way it goes is, Oh, Sinai Day. All right, audience. Everybody sing it. Oh, Sinai Day. I de Akoko. Oh, Sinai Day. I de Akoko. Now comes. Ashe de ako ko 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 Ashe de ako ko O sainade Ashe de ako ko O sainade Ashe de ako ko you have it seems like some of them are directed towards specific things I remember one that was for self-esteem mm-hmm. and there's some that are for other 
specific things, if you wanted to focus on something specific in your life, do you mm-hmm. have any one of those available to share with us? Well, you know, the thing about it is is I, I have a... a a storytelling DVD that has some of these chants on it. Oh. I'm going to do a CD of just chants, mm-hmm. and one of the things I'm hoping is to, uh, in the future, not only to have DVDs of the Festival of the Bones, but I'm interested in, you know, going to different parts of the country mm-hmm. and doing trainings for people on how to do this so that you can, you know, if you live in in Miami or New York or Chicago, you know, I'd be willing to come there and talk to the leaders of the community to show them how to do a Festival of the Bones because it's something that we really, it really promotes um global peace and understanding in an emotional in an emotional way so I'm working on being able to put that material out there so that people so that people can use it the important thing to remember is that these chants some of them are ancient but even the ancients were just trying to participate in the symphony of nature mm-hmm. and to say what needs to be said so that uh, sometimes when I'm in danger of being depressed, what I do is a little two-step and I stick my butt out and say, everything's going to be all right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> everything's going to be all right. Oh, yeah. Everything, come on, join in, y'all. Everything's gonna be alright. Mm-hmm. Everything's gonna be alright. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, Tish, this is fantastic. I'm so glad you were here this morning, and I know our listeners will play this again and again and again to hear you, and, um, I want to remind everybody that uh, there's more information online about Louisa Tish at louisatish.com, and um, I will put up on my website other ways to reach you. Okay, baby. This week, if you are in the United States and you are in the Bay Area in California, um, Saturday evening, 7 p.m., November 3rd in Emeryville, the Festival of the Bones. Louisa Tish, it's been an honor. Thank you. Thank you, Cheryl. I want to remind everybody to think big because the world could be a better place because of a conversation that matters. Thank you for spending this hour with Cheryl Esposito and Leading Conversations. You can listen live every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on the Voice America Business Channel. If you have a question or comment for Cheryl, please email her at leadingconversations at alexaconsulting.com. That's L-E-A-D-I-N-G-C-O-N-V-E-R-S-A-T-I-O-N-S at A-L-E-X-S-A-C-O-N-S-U-L-T-I-N-G dot com. See you next week.